0: Welcome back to another week of Fantasy Football with Gumbo. This is Ja. Hey,
1: what's going on with your head tops? It's Dugo over here.
0: Hey guys, welcome back. Uh, Another episode of Fantasy Football Tips, Tricks, and Advice to go ahead and help you guys bring home those wins. Uh, We are now another week closer to the playoffs. We are entering week 12. Week 11 was another amazing week of NFL football. Uh, We saw a lot of thrillers. If you guys were watching Sunday night with the Chargers and the Chiefs. And we saw a lot of stinkers, if you've watched any game by Zach Wilson, ever. Or
1: if you had any of the Vikings, they kind of shit the bed this week as well. I mean, if you looked at Justin Jefferson, I think even in half PPR, I think he only had like five points max. I mean, it, it was crazy what the Cowboys were were able to do to that team. It was, mm-hmm. it was wild, bro.
0: You want to know what the wildest day of them all, I guess, uh, were over the last week?
1: Yeah, what's going on, bro?
0: I think Monday was the craziest day uh, because we got a ton of updates with a few different teams.
1: Facts, dude. Uh, we
0: got a few injury updates that we we're going to get into as far as Wandale Robinson. Uh, we want to talk about a injury and a release that's going to affect a certain running back in Denver. Okay. Uh, Latavius Murray is probably due for a pretty big uh, value increase uh, with the release of Melvin Gordon as of Monday and uh, news that Chase Edmonds is going to miss the next few weeks with a high ankle sprain.
1: Yeah, dude, so it's basically leaving, what, Mike Boone and uh, Latavius Murray in that backfield. It seems like Hack has, been, Hack has been running Murray. He, he likes that hot hand right now. I mean, he was able to uh, vulture a toddy last week, so he has that touchdown value that everyone looks for. So, so I'm not sure exactly what his... Uh, what his ownership is in uh, Sleeper, but could you remind us what it is right I th-
0: now? I think it's 25%.
1: Dude, so you're telling me right now that he he's definitely going to be on most waivers. And if not, you know, it's probably like even if he's owned somewhere, it's probably in like the deepest of leagues. So you're probably just scraping the bottom of the barrels for running backs right now. But bro, like Latavius Murray definitely has that upside that people can look for right now.
0: So when you look at Latavius Murray and what you should expect as far as production goes, If you guys follow us on Twitter, and once again, our Twitter tag is at Gumbo underscore pod. uh, We did a post today talking about Latavius Murray and what we project for him to do rest of season. And look at what we got. Looking at the rest of the season, Latavius Murray is set to probably go ahead and take in about 17 carries a game. If you look at his numbers, if you look at his stats, he was averaging somewhere around three and a half yards a carry. Uh, With 17 carries a game at that rate of 3.5 yards a carry, my guy's looking at close to 60 yards a game in rushing. He was already averaging around two catches a game without Melvin Gordon in the mix. I think he can catch an extra pass a game. Uh, Let's give him three catches. He's averaging around 5.5 yards per catch. He scores in three or five games in Denver. My man scores at a pretty high rate, over 50%. Let's just give him three points a game for the average on that. When you look at the math, man, if you play in a PPR league, you can expect Latavius Murray to score you somewhere around 13.5 points per game. If you play in standard leagues, he's around 10.5. Obviously, you do the math Have PPR is somewhere in the middle. But regardless, yo, he looks like a guy who could probably go ahead and step in as a RB2. I don't think he's going to be anything crazy, anything super special. But the weeks where he scores, he's going to be a, you know, kind of middle of the pack RB2. And if you picked him up off waivers, you got him for super cheap, that's a really great guy to plug in at flex. Right? Wouldn't you agree?
1: Yeah, I mean, he definitely gives you another viable option there. I mean, you got to think about the Broncos just as, like, a team itself. I mean, it is struggling on offense. So, I mean, that's one thing that you got to kind of consider. But nonetheless, I mean, like we've been talking about all season long, when you have an RB1 on a team, regardless of if it is a bad team, I mean, you're going to get some points just because you have to run the ball. You can't just be one-dimensional. I mean, you can go ahead and look at the uh, Texans for that example with Damian Pierce. Like, it kind of proved to him that if he only runs it like eight times, I think it was this week, you're going to, I mean, not only be down bad like they were, mm-hmm. but I mean, it just shows that you're not really moving the ball much either. So, I do like Latavius Murray. Okay. So, yeah, if, if you need a flex option, I would definitely go out and search for him. You could probably get him for low value right now. Unless the owner is kind of a prick and then they're probably going to ask for, like, an Ah, arm and a leg or Ah. maybe, like, Tua Tagovailoa. But, like, but nonetheless, I mean, he's definitely a viable option for a flex and or, I mean, shoot, even a RB2 position if you hit a bye week.
0: Hey, guys, about 45 minutes ago, I traded Latavius Murray in a league for Tua Tagovailoa. And uh, as you can tell, the earth-shattering effects are still being heard all around the world.
1: All around the world, bro.
0: Yo, yeah, well, actually though, uh speaking of running backs, I want to talk about a guy who had a huge week last week. Okay. He actually led the entire fantasy world in scoring for flex position players, so. Oh, who running was backs, that? receivers, tight ends. Uh Tony Pollard had a crazy week last week.
1: Yo, I had to play that motherfucker in one of my leagues. That was bullshit.
0: He went insane, man. My guy had over 100 yards receiving, which is something that you always love to see. Uh, that's a dream come true if you're playing a running back. Yeah,
1: exactly. Like, you shouldn't see that from a goddamn running back. But he had, yeah, two touchdowns where he literally just walked in untouched. Just smooth. And, yeah, it was crazy, bro. I mean, if you played him, props to you. Because I mm-hmm. didn't play him in one of my leagues. So, yo, I kind of look like a dumbass. Like you didn't put
0: him into your lineup? I
1: didn't, no. He, he rode my bench. Him and Zeke both did. Because, ah, yo, I thought the Vikings were going to stuff him on the run, you know? And that uh that did not happen. So if you wanna give me some shit out there guys, you can you can hit me on that.
0: Yo, but check me, um Tony Pollard is RB ten now. Yeah, out that's of wild. All of fantasy, and he's technically a backup on a team. Which kinda of brings you to the same situation you might have been in with Khalil Herbert. Uh, he's another guy who was the RB2 on his own team, but he was tearing it up in fantasy. Right. This is the last week before the fantasy trade deadline. It's a lot that's going to happen this week. There's going to be a lot of commotion. You're going to see some transactions in your own respective leagues. Uh, But if you have Tony Pollard, are you selling him after that big game or are you holding?
1: I mean, it kind of depends on where you're at. Like, if you're already loaded on running backs and this guy is kind of, you know, like that guy that you've been, you know, throwing in the flex and, Let's say you're kind of struggling at wide receiver, you know, like I feel like you could probably get some good value for a wide receiver with this guy right now just because, you know, we we do say that those top 10 running backs usually have more value than a top 10 wide receiver. so. If you can go out there and cop someone that's, you know, a dank receiver, I would go out and do it. But, like, I'm not going to sell him for, like, any less value.
0: What are you willing to sell him for? Give me an example of a player that you would do a one-for-one trade for.
1: So, a one-for-one,
0: that would be kind of... Would you one-for-one Jalen Waddle for Tony Pollard?
1: Probably not. I mean, that that would probably be, like, borderline for me. Um, I just... I So, me personally, I feel like I'm a little light on wide receivers just because I've had some injuries.
0: On your own respective teams? Yeah. So,
1: so. like, me personally, like, I don't know if I would be able to do that just because, I mean, at the same time, like, even, no. like, even then, like, if you – It's running hard, backs, bro,
0: because running back is so important.
1: It is, but, like, at the same time, like you said, like, this guy is technically the backup on the team, and Zeke mm-hmm. is finally going to get healthy this next week. Like, he came back off of an injury – so I oh, think they kind of eased them into the, the first week.
0: So that kind of brings me to another question. Okay, what's uh, up? Are you buying, or I guess, are you holding Zeke or are you selling Zeke? Because he's RB31 through the first, you know, 11 weeks of football. Hey, if you guys are enjoying the episode, do us a favor and go ahead and give us a follow on whatever audio platform you're currently streaming on. It goes a long way towards supporting the show, and it lets us know that you guys enjoy the content. Uh, back to the episode.
1: I mean, I'm not sure exactly what people would be offering for value, but nonetheless, I mean, the guy has been out for, what, like three, four weeks, like he just said?
0: Yeah. And
1: he's still technically, like, if you want to look at football, like, he's still, like, an RB1, damn Mm -hmm. near.
0: He's averaging around 11.9 fantasy points a game in PPR leagues.
1: Right, exactly. So, like, when you're missing a couple, you know, a couple weeks with that, you're obviously going to slide down a bit. But I think, you know, if you want to talk uh, R.O.S., I think that he could definitely rest have some season. yeah, he could definitely have some good upside. I mean, you saw him vulture those two tardies in the uh, in the red zone this past week, and I don't think that's gonna be going away anytime soon. So
0: Okay. And yeah, let me talk about another running back, guys. So if you are still with us, we talked about Ezekiel Elliott, we talked a little bit about Tony Pollard, we went to Denver and discussed the injuries to Chase Edmonds, the departure of Melvin Gordon, and uh, the rest of the season outlook for Latavius Murray. Another guy who kind of came up to relevance this week was Cam Akers. Someone that we really hadn't heard from this whole season.
1: Yeah, dude. I mean, he was definitely, I'm not sure if he was just like in a bad spot with his coach or what exactly the issue was. But, yo, he kind of came back a little bit this week. And, I mean, if we want to talk about the Rams, Kyron Williams also put up 4.9 as well this week. So, I mean... He's at least pushing for a little bit more playing time as well. But, I mean, if you look at Cam Akers, it seems like he had... He he led the Rams in rushes this past week against the Saints. Mm -hmm. Ended up with 6.1, at least in half PPR. So, like, hey, I I think if you can get on his coach's good side and, you know, keep going with it, he has some pretty favorable matchups against, like, the Raiders and stuff like that in a couple weeks. So, Mm -hmm. I, I feel like... If you have a couple of those running backs, I mean, I wouldn't drop them if you have them on your team, mm-hmm. but I feel like one of them's going to pop because I think Stafford's hurt again, so.
0: Listen, man, I think Cam Makers is a really interesting prospect right now, especially just because of the fact that he's a RB2 on the Rams, but if this season is thrown away and this team starts trying to figure out how they're going to move forward in 2023 and, you know, so forth, I think Cam Makers could get some work. He went 14 rush attempts last week, guys, for around 61 rush yards, which ties his season high. I I repeat, that ties his season high. We saw Daryl Henderson get phased out. We see Kyron Williams starting to get a little bit more work. Yep. Sounds, Listen,
1: sounds like they're kind of looking towards the future at this point.
0: They're trying to figure out who their running back is. And if this Cam Akers can step up his game, if Bro can start getting more effective rushes, if he can pull a Najee Harris and have a second half of the year run, mm-hmm. I mean, I think that he's a pretty interesting hold for the rest of the season if you picked him up off of waivers, if you held him this long, and you're looking for maybe a little bit of a spark, maybe a flex value uh, as you enter the you know upcoming dire weeks of the playoffs. But that's how I feel about Cam Akers. I think he's a hold. dude. what do you think about Cam?
1: Yeah, I think right now, I mean, if you got him, keep him. I mean, unless someone's going to offer you some decent value like a RB or <clears throat> like a wide receiver four or wide receiver three. I think that it, he has some good value going forward, bro. One more running back I do want to talk about, though, who actually got injured this past week. Joe mm-hmm. Mixon. He got a concussion, bro. Yeah. So we saw uh, P. Ryan. Uh, obviously, he was vulturing Tuddy's all game. That was kind of wild. But what do you do? Like, if, if you're a Joe Mixon owner going forward this week, I know you personally are. So, what's your reaction?
0: I own Joe Mixon in one of my most important weeks. It's a league that I take very seriously. And I am just holding on to Joe Mixon and I'm just pushing through. I'm not doing anything with them. Yeah,
1: but what are you doing for a replacement if you don't have someone? Let's say like on your bench ready to go. Like, is there anyone that you're looking towards?
0: Yeah, I think for example, Latavius Murray is probably one guy I'd be looking at. Uh, obviously, he looks to be set up for a really big uh, workload next week. With you know no Chase Edmonds, no Melvin Gordon, Mike Boone probably isn't going to come off of IR next week. So Latavius is a guy I like a lot, and Samaj Perine another guy. Uh, obviously, Joe Mixon had that concussion might be out this week we don't know yet
1: i'm just yeah i'm i don't know the way that they handle concussions i mean i just on the safe side i'm just thinking for the fantasy owners that might be an owner of him i just don't want them lost in the sauce when it comes to you know thursday friday and he gets ruled out Mm -hmm. you know i don't want them to be missing the rest of the waiver wires going into the weekend or being able to make a easy trade or a light trade
0: yeah, and you know what? Speaking of that, uh, I want to talk about a guy who I think is going to be a pretty solid flex play moving forward. So, as I brought up at the beginning of the podcast, Wondell Robinson is going to be out for the rest of the year with the torn ACL.
1: Aww. Yeah, unfortunate.
0: That sucks. He probably had his best game of the season, I want to say. He had 100 yards, a uh, few catches out there last week, and um, that's just really sad news to hear. Uh, You know, moving forward as we do in fantasy, there is one guy I like kind of a lot, Uh, Darius Layton.
1: Okay, yeah, I mean, I I can't hate that a lot. I mean, he came out in the beginning of the season, and it felt like that was kind of Daniel Jones' wide receiver one for a bit. Yeah. So I think, obviously, Wandale and uh, Jones, they must have established a connection, and he was kind of his uh, wide receiver one, but going to be going back to old familiar with uh, Darius Layton, I feel like. And obviously, you know, they're going to be going down the stretch here where they just lost to the Lions. So they're going to have to be explosive. And I think dabble knows that. So if I'm dabble, I'm assuming that you're probably going to run Daniel a little bit more. So if you're a Daniel Jones owner, uh, look for a little bit more running upside. I feel like that's something that they kind of got off of this week. Mm -hmm. And, um, I mean, I feel like if you're a Darius Slayton owner or if you're looking for a flex wide receiver, go out and get Darius Slayton because he definitely, like I said, was kind of his old reliable into the season and fell off because of obviously the new talent coming in.
0: So, if you play in PPR leagues, Darius Laden is the type of guy who's going to get you 10 points a week. Uh, so, he's a flex play, you know, kind of at best. Uh, looking at his averages throughout the season, my man's getting around three catches a game, about, you know, 17 yards a catch. So, that's about 50 yards per game if he's getting three, uh, three a game.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Gets a touchdown, one, one every three games. Obviously, I think that number's going to increase. Uh, but when you do the math, when you break it all down, he's a guy who's going to go ahead and get you probably around 50 yards. I think that boosts, I think he gets you maybe closer to 70 now with Wondell out and those extra targets. He's a guy I like a lot. as like a wide receiver four, uh, low-end wide receiver three some weeks. And, you know, I think that he's someone that if he's on your waivers, I'm spending my fab to go get him. If we're in week 12, I'm spending goddamn maybe half of the fab I got left. Uh, because I think that this guy can go ahead and be a part of a team that's playing well uh, for the next few weeks throughout the playoffs as well.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with all that, bro. So one person I did want to talk about a little bit, you know, we had Mike Williams who just came back from that sprained uh, ankle. And, you know, it looked like he re-aggravated it. Early signs are saying that it's not as aggressive as the last one. But, you know, it sounds like he's probably going to be out for at least a week, I'd assume, with that. So obviously we saw that both DeAndre Carter and Josh Palmer both had pretty good games this past week. And Keenan Allen coming back from his hamstring seemed like maybe they were limiting him a little bit. So do you think that of either of those two younger Mm -hmm. wide receivers have good upside going forward? Or do you think it's going to be the Keenan Allen show this next
0: week? No, you got to have Josh Palmer on your team. If you kept Josh Palmer on your team and he was on your bench last week when he got you over 28 points, you're probably going to keep him on your team as it is. If for any reason this guy was released by a team, if he is available on waivers, if there's an owner who just outright isn't really into him and is looking to trade him, he's someone I like for the rest of the season. I think that this wide receiver core with the injuries that they've both kind of dealt with, either of them could be triggered any given week. Last week it was Mike Williams. We don't know what's going to happen with him. Yeah. But Palmer fits in as the three. So regardless of if they both play, he still has... You know, he's still going to play in sets. He's still going to be on the field. But, man, moving forward, if there's an injury to either of these guys, his value boosts so much. And he's also just going to be the open guy. He's going to be like the Tyler Boyd of this offense. You know what I mean? Like,
1: yeah, I totally get where you're coming from, man. I mean, even with hamstrings like Keenan Allen has, like it seems like whenever you got a hamstring in the season, you're probably not going to be in most of the games. Mm-hmm. So, I could definitely see him, unfortunately, missing a couple more games down the stretch, if I'm going to be honest.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, yo, uh, let me ask you about someone else. All right, what's uh, up? Marquise Brown, Cardinals. Okay. He comes back next week. He was supposed to play this week. Jordan Schultz reported that he wasn't going to play uh, Sunday afternoon, and that ended up being true. But it looks as if he's probably going to be ramped up and ready to go in uh, week 12. Okay. What is his outlook? Because they just got DeAndre Hopkins back. Rondale Moore serves a role. But they did lose Zach Ertz. And we don't know what's happening with Kyler Murray.
1: Yeah, I, I think that uh, if you have Marquise Brown, if you've held him uh, since he got hurt, you know, I think that he's going to be a really good wide receiver two option for you going forward the rest of the season. I think that if you drafted him, you probably drafted him knowing he was going to be a wide receiver, too. So, you know, I feel like if he's going to be averaging a certain amount of points, mm-hmm. I'd say probably close to around 10 to 12, depending on if you're uh, PPR or uh, half PPR. You know, I think he's going to get some deep bombs. He's probably going to be slated to get a touchdown damn near per game. Mm -hmm. You know, I I just think that D-Hop has that effect, though, where he's the true number one on that team. And, you know, you also have Trey McBride, who's coming up in this team as well, that,
0: Mm -hmm. you know,
1: they probably want to get integrated since Zach Ertz is out for the rest of the year.
0: Let's say hypothetically that Marquise Brown scores half as many touchdowns with DeAndre Hopkins now, you know, in the lineup. My man was still averaging 18 points a game. Prior to his injury? Sure, yeah. You want to take away half his touchdown, so that equates to what, like three points a game? Uh, He would still be averaging, you know, 15 points a game, which would still put him in the ranks as like a top 15 wide receiver play uh, on a points per game basis. Marquise Brown was really good in this offense, and he is like their deep field stretcher. I like him a lot. I think when he comes back next week, he's going to be fully, I think for the most part, pretty healthy. He has a bye the week after, but if I have Marquise Brown, I'm playing him. If I can trade for him, I'm probably trading for him. And I think that he's a guy who a lot of people are going to be low on moving forward. Because well, what of,
1: exactly would you be willing, like, if you're going to be trying to trade for this guy, what do you think is reasonable to give up? And let's say this from a non-biased standpoint, because you do own him in a league, so let's not try to hype up your <laughs> trade here. What, what would you actually expect to get for him?
0: I would trade David Montgomery uh, for Marquise Brown. I think that's as high as I would go. I would trade David Montgomery, borderline RB1, nice RB2 most weeks. I would trade him, Ezekiel Elliott, uh, Cordero Patterson, I'm, I'd be kind of on the fence about. But those are the type of players that I would be willing to trade to get a hold of Marquise Brown. Because I do think that Marque- I think that Marquise Brown is going to be a beneficiary of DeAndre Hopkins, more than I think other people expect him to be.
1: No doubt. I feel like just sometimes, though, when you think about that deep stretcher, as much as you want to go for him, if you have D-Hop, that's maybe five yards underneath him, and it's a safer option because it's D-Hop.
0: He's going to get... Dude, Marquise Brown was being covered as the wide receiver won the first half of the year, and he was still doing what he did. You now add in DeAndre Hopkins, and now this guy's going to shift over to... And I know I talk about DB matchups a lot on this podcast, and we always assume that these DBs are shadowing. But if Marquise Brown is going to go ahead and line up with this db2 every game pretty regularly that works in his benefit that works in his favor he was a wide receiver one for three years in baltimore i think that this guy he's gonna be in for some good matchups this Mm -hmm. team's gonna be in until the end they're gonna stay competing and uh i like the guy i like him for uh those big plays okay and um he's someone that i would hold or i would buy and that's that's kind of where I'm that's where I'm at with Hollywood. Yeah,
1: I'm probably in the same boat as you on that. I'm just not sure what I would give up to get him though. Mm-hmm. Uh one last injury I want to talk about just because it is kind of relevant. What you got? So Justin Fields did dislocate his non-throwing shoulder this past week. Ah shit. Um you know something tells me that this guy's going to, you know, take enough quarter zone shots to be able to play this next Sunday, I believe he is playing.
0: Drugs.
1: So, you know, I would assume he plays, but let's say that you're a Justin Fields owner and you don't got a quarterback because you dropped the motherfucker that you had before Justin Fields. Ah, shit. What do you do? Like, is there anyone that you're looking for out there? Because obviously, you know, Zach Wilson's probably going to be available, but are you going to try to pick up that motherfucker? Or is there someone else that you're eyeing (laughs) on?
0: Well, if Deshaun Watson hasn't been picked up in your league, I would probably get on that. He'll be back in week 13.
1: Yeah, but I mean, we're talking about a week 12 player because... I'm assuming Justin Fields is going to be back week 13. I think it's just going to be one of those, week, like, one week that he misses type.
0: Okay. If I'm looking at week 12, I'd probably say Matt Ryan, just because he has a Monday night matchup against the Pittsburgh Steelers, who have one of the worst pass defenses in the NFL. That's facts. So, I mean, I don't expect this guy to be, like, a top five QB play, but at this point, you're just looking for a streamer. You're looking for somebody who can get you 20 points, who can kind of fill in at that QB role and get a couple touchdowns, and just not lose you that week. Mm-hmm. You don't want a guy who's going to get you seven points, 10 points, 13 points, and lose you that week. Against the Pittsburgh Steelers, obviously they're under new leadership with Jeff Saturday. They got Jonathan Taylor running the ball nice, and he's their primary threat. If the Steelers choose to take away the run, which I think they're capable of, uh, that pass game should open up. Michael Pittman should have a decent game. Paris Campbell should, you know, uh, kind of have his resurgence. And if they can get those tight ends involved, I think my Ryan could be good for, you know, two twenty five, two touchdowns, maybe a pick or a turnover, but yeah. all in all, pretty good game.
1: Yeah, man, I kinda agree with that. I won't lie. Mm-hmm. Um, I just yeah, it's kinda interesting, you know, I, I don't wanna say he's fully out. You know, I think he's a tough enough dude. Uh, but yeah, dude, it's just kinda it's kinda sketch.
0: hmm Yeah, it's not you don't feel like super safe with it but it's reliable and i mean
1: what would you think about like taylor heineke against the falcons would you believe in that at all
0: i like that too i like it just as much as i like my ryan
1: for sure i mean they just they have about the same roster percentage so
0: here's the thing though heineke like just isn't gonna great like he's not gonna score a ton passing the ball and he doesn't have much for like rushing
1: no doubt, but I mean Matt Ryan doesn't have shit for rushing
0: upside either. But he has a lot for passing. He's had some big passing passing games this year. No
1: doubt, but I mean the Falcons. I think that um I think that one of their top DBs is still out, so it's just interesting to think about. I feel like Taylor Heineke could have a big game just because it sounds like Ron Rivera Ron Rivera truly does trust him, mm-hmm. and you know he's gonna be the starter going forward. So I feel like. This guy could have a big game just because I think Jahan Dotson's going to be fully healthy. Uh-huh. He's going to have all of his motherfuckers back to go out and ball on this defense.
0: Yo, speaking of, let's get to it. Let's talk about our streams of the week for week 12. Okay. Uh, so, streams of the week. I know you had a guy you wanted to talk about.
1: Yeah, man. So, there was a guy that, you know, I have in one of my other leagues. Uh, I think it's in my dynasty league. But Demarcus Robinson, the uh, wide receiver for the Ravens. Mm-hmm. Yo, this man had nine catches for 128 yards with no touchdown. Okay. Um, I feel like Lamar is probably gonna get super comfortable with guys assuming he threw the ball to him that many times, and he was able to come up with some really good catches. Okay. So if you need a stream of the week going in for a flex spot, whatever you need for like a fourth wide receiver option, Demarcus Robinson's only owned in like nine percent of sleeper leagues. I think he's going to get a touchdown this week. I feel like that Lamar is going to help his boy out, you know, because, yo, end of the year is coming up. You're going to get those bonuses and stuff. You know, assume DeMarcus Robinson's probably going to get a tutty.
0: Okay, I like it. I like it. I think my stream of the week, but more so my pickup of the week, is going to be David Bell. Okay. Listen, I I say this because Deshaun Watson, once again, returns to the Cleveland Browns offense in week 13. So that'll be the week after week 12. David Bell, as that slot receiver, is probably a guy who could stand to benefit with having an all-pro quarterback back at that position. Yeah. He's someone that plays the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in Week 12. I'm not expecting him to have some insane game, y'all. I'm not going to sit here and pitch him on having a 25-point game for you. Real talk, if I'm really looking at it, and against Tampa Bay, I could see the guy getting three catches, 25 to 30 yards... If he's lucky, he gets into the end zone. But I think moving forward, he's a really great play, and he's a really great stash, and he's going to have a lot more eyes on him after Thanksgiving, next Sunday, after trades are done. If he's still available on waivers with seeing that upset at quarterback, he's going to be a guy getting a lot of attention. I say hop on David Bell a week early. Plan this week if you need to. He still has some decent upside, um, but his floor is four or five points, and... You know, at flex, I mean, you don't expect too much. If you get four to five, it's not great. But um, if you can get eight or nine or ten, which he has the potential to do, that also works. And then moving forward, he has more value as well.
1: I like that. I like that a lot, bro.
0: Last but not least, your favorite segment, our starts of the week. Last week, Dugo, I think we talked about T. Higgins and uh, George Kittle.
1: Uh, yeah, dude, and both popped off. I mean, George Kittle, you know, he had that really long touchdown. Uh, T Higgins, he absolutely just had a a baller game against the Steelers. Mm -hmm. Uh, glad that we both made those happen, bro. Uh, so (laughs) yeah, we we was out
0: on the field, we was blocking.
1: Yeah, dude, we did all that. So, who you got this week for me?
0: Uh, for starts of the week for week 12, um, This is a little bit tough for me because there's a lot of Thursday matchups. Right. I'm typically a guy who stays away from short, week matchups simply because I think that rest time is important. Uh, But when I'm looking at it, I think that Ramondre Stevenson against the Minnesota Vikings is a pretty solid start. I know that he's a popular guy. I know that right now he ranks as RB9, so I don't know if this is really telling you a whole lot. But I do think that against Minnesota, and once again this is a Thursday night matchup, He's a guy who didn't see all too much work last week. Uh, He had 15 carries, only 26 yards. I think this is the week where he pops back out. He shows you what he's about. They make it a thing to score with the run game. They make it a thing to score with his offense, who put up zero points last week. And I think Reminder Stevenson is someone that uh, should be in all lineups this week against the Minnesota Vikings.
1: I like that a lot, dude. I actually have a running back myself. Uh, I think that it's going to be a resurgence game for our boy Michael Carter. So right now, he ranks uh, RB28 in PPR leagues. Uh, So if you're looking at his track history, it seems like whenever he doesn't get double-digit points uh, the week before, he does get it the week after. Uh, He has a really favorable matchup, in my opinion, against the Chicago Bears. So I think that, especially with a struggling Zach Wilson, and it doesn't seem like Salah has that much trust in Zach Wilson, I think they're going to run the fuck out of the ball. Michael Carter is their RB1. I really think that this guy could absolutely ball out this week.
0: Okay, I like Michael Carter too. And I think that last week obviously wasn't a great week for him. It wasn't anything really all that impressive. Uh, But I do think that this whole offense is going to bounce back. I don't know who the quarterback is going to be. But my man Michael Carter can't do much worse than two points than the two points he scored last week. You know, this week I think he's gonna have a big bounce back against the Chicago Bears defense. Outside of that, we hit our thirty minute mark. We appreciate y'all for tapping in with us. We try to keep this week's episode short. Uh, make sure you guys tap in with us every single week. Hit that follow button on whatever you know DSP you're listening on, so you know when we drop. Right now we're experimenting with days, trying to figure out what works best for you. Uh, but until next time, my name is Ja.
1: Hey, you know, as do go over here, we appreciate y'all tapping in.
0: Peace.